You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Heavenly Father, we come, we come thankful, we come reverent, we come expectant. We ask, Lord, to give the speaker a word, utterance, confidence, wisdom, and access. You give us that here, here it is. Lord, turn our lives around. We thank you, our Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Um, so I, I need to, so I kind of feel like I'm going to say a lot and I have a lot to say. So I'm very keen to try to stay. So if you think I'm like really drifting, just tell me to focus. All right. And not just shout it because you want to shout. But um, tell the person next to you, tell them I have to pray for you before you leave here today. I have to pray for you. Tell so them to remind, remind me. I have to pray for you. I know you came to church, but I have to pray for you. All right. So, so just remind me. All right, let's read out of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. If you have a Bible, Ephesians 2 and verse 10. Take notes. If you take notes when the Bible, when this message is going on, it kind of helps you interact more with it. It also helps the preacher believe that he's saying sensible things. All right, so take notes, all right? Do not let Twitter drag you. But the Bible says, I, think I can read it in the Amplified Translation, if you guys will be kind to put it up. It says... For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works, which God prepared for us beforehand taking parts which he set so we should we would walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us um, we're having this conversation about purpose um, and it is useful to start this morning to say look everyone that there is nobody who is an accident that you are not, we're a couple of billion people on the earth. Um, and I, okay. And Nigeria is, I hear we are some of the greatest contributors to population growth. Uh, this generation, because I think my work is done on that path. Some of you might have to consider how we can slow that down. But, but that's not part of my notes. But <laughs> of all the people on the earth, that have come in different places at different times, none was a surprise to God. Chinaya didn't show up. Um, where were you born, Chinaya? It's not that bad now. Where is the place? Onicha. Oh. <laughs> if you've been to Onicha before, you know why I shouted like that. You're born in Onicha. It tells a lot of your prayer languages. But let me say, say like, but, <laughs> but it doesn't matter where you were born. It doesn't matter when you were born. Some of you were born at midnight. God could see this, your clubbing tendencies already. <laughs> Some of you were born early in the morning. Early, bright and early. Some on Sunday, good Christians like me. Some were born in the hot sunshine. Some of you showed up before your mom got to the hospital. But you did not take God by surprise. Some of you were born abroad in winter. <laughs> but you didn't take God by surprise. Help me tell the person next to you, you're not, you're, you didn't take God by surprise. You didn't take God by surprise. Yeah, you didn't take God by surprise. Your mother might have said, we were not expecting you, but you didn't take God by surprise. 
In fact, Paul says here in Ephesians chapter 2 that we are the workmanship of God in Christ Jesus. He says not only that, he says we are created unto good works which God had already ordained. So not only didn't you take God by surprise, but it's not when you showed up that God said, what will I do with Femi? It's not. So God has a plan for you. God has a plan for your life. Have you ever entered, oh, by the way, the PAU students uh, graduated last Friday. Uh, yeah, yeah. And after the message, we're going to, we're going to um, thank God together with them. But have you ever entered an exam hall before and realized that you were not prepared? So, so there are some that you know you get into the hall, you know you haven't read properly, right? And when you get there, that prophecy is confirmed. So some as you walk in, you're already praying, God have mercy. Lord have mercy. Lord, I will never do this again. I promise you, just this one time. There are some that you thought you were prepared, but what you actually did was divination. <laughs> so you, you know there's a topic that comes out every three years. You looked at last year, it came out. The three years before, so you said this year is not coming. A whole topic, so you didn't read it. And then question one is compulsory, and it's that one. Hmm? It's that one. <laughs> Some you get in and you're wondering, what, is this the course that I read? <laughs> Some as you're going in, you see people bringing in things for the exam. Graph tables, you know. This is something called a four-figure table. When I was younger, you know, you're like, why, why do we need this? <laughs> why, why do we need this? I say, don't you know it's for the other one, not theory. Like, eh. <laughs> uh, The exam has been prepared. For some reason, you were not prepared. And so God has prepared things for us. And all through this week, and I think that's my prayer for us today, is look, are we preparing for the things that God has prepared for us? For the guy who God has called <laughs> to change a particular industry, for some reason, I hear it's like carpentry, and, and don't laugh. You're good at it, but I'm serious. You you kind of have sense that God is calling you to to do something in, with wood, and but that question is what I hear today. Are you preparing for what God is prepared for you? The person who God is calling into public office. Are you preparing? The person who God is calling to take the whole of Eastern Nigeria for God, for Jesus. Hint, hint. Are you preparing? John 1, 11, the Bible says Jesus, he came to his own and his own did not receive him. They did not recognize him. One translation, I think is the Passion Translation, says that the, the people who should have recognized him because he created them, that they did not recognize him. They could not recognize him because they were prepared for something else. Help me tell the person next to you, tell them you don't recognize me. You don't recognize me. You, you don't. You don't recognize me. And, and I love how Pastor Ayo Ajani started out us last week. How the purpose is not even something that we are necessarily searching for. But that we are looking for God. And he says in his light we see light. But do you, and as we do that, but do you recognize that God is preparing you for stuff? Would you pause, step out of your life as you know it at the moment? And say, Father, what else? What is bigger than this moment? What is bigger than the pain that I currently feel? Where are you taking me? Because God is doing a work in you. 1 Corinthians 3.9 says we are God's fellow workers. 
it's a joint venture. God is at work in me, preparing me for the things that he has prepared for me. But if I'm unconscious of the work that he's doing in my life, what happens is that sometimes I fight that work. And that's what I want, I want us to pray through it. What is God repairing in your life? It's interesting because sometimes we sing, I, I can see him walking in my favor. I can see him, um, what's the other one? Bringing in my miracles. He will do what he says he will do. And when we sing that song, what we see is jobs. And we see uh, guys or, or, or girls, you know, it should be one, but you know, um, we, we see a G-Wagon with red leather seats with Angelo's music playing inside, right? That's kind of what we see. But you see, when God hears that song, he sees what he's doing first within you. Oh, he says, yes, I'm walking into his life. But, but he, interestingly, God is... <laughs> I, he says to Nicodemus, shows up to Jesus in John chapter 3. He says, no one can do the things that you do except God sends it. And Jesus shifts his attention from the doing of the things. And he says, it is not just about the doing. It's about who you are and what is happening within you. So he says, you must be born again. You must let God walk in your life. Tell the person next to you, you must be born again. Say it with a deep voice. You must be born again. You must be born again. You must be born again. <laughs> So we sing the song, you are the porter. I am the clear. Is there a song? There's a song, right? Okay. And you know, there's some songs that sound very nice on Sunday. You are the porter. I am the clay. And when the band is singing and Falabi is jumping with his sneakers, it is, it is sort, you, you jump, you yes, Lord. But do you understand how the porter walks with clay? Because if you did, your prayer on Monday morning will change. Because when the potter takes the clay, he turns it around like this. And then he shifts it like this. Then when the clay is misbehaving, he says, okay, we'll start from, you know, start afresh. Pause water. And you're praying, Lord, increase me, increase me, increase me. So you should sing them of these songs with confidence and care. But do we recognize that God is working in our lives? He says in Jeremiah 18 and verse 6, O house of Israel, I would that I can do with you as this potter, says the Lord. Look as the clay is in the potter's hand, so I would that you were in my hand. And I don't know who God is saying to. He said, let me indeed be the potter. Ephesians 2 says, we are God's workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. Would you let God design your life? It's a couple of things, but there's a big one. So I'm just going to run through them. I'm going to run through them. The first one area of preparation that comes to mind this Sunday is about learning. It's about learning. Not all of God's purpose for us will happen in one time. It's spread over different times, over different seasons. So there's someone in church today who has been postponing their purpose. You're saying when I become 36, I will come into the fullness of my purpose. That's not true. Someone is saying, when I become 40, when I marry, when I graduate, but God is saying, you are clay. I am the potter. Let me do things now. Someone says, when I become rich, when I buy my first house, I will serve God. When I move to Canada or Kanu. <laughs> hey. When we pray today, we, we want to come into that place where we're saying, God, this is your life. Learn, <laughs> learn. Jesus, at the age of 12, 
says to his parents, should I not be about my father's business? Should I not be about the things which God has asked me to do? But what is Jesus doing in that scenario when he says that? So in Luke chapter 2, if you read 46 to 47, the Bible says, so after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Sitting in the midst of the teachers. So before Jesus begins to do miracles, heal people, teach, Jesus is sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Uh, help me ask someone next to you. Ask them, who are your teachers? Who are your teachers? Who are your teachers? If that guy is not listening to you, look at the person on the other side. Tell them, I'm genuinely worried about the level of your ignorance. <laughs> Adriel, ask him. He's a nice guy. <laughs> but the thing is that very quickly, a lot of us assume we know all things. We read one book, we say, that's it. I know exactly what to do with my life. I know it. So people become experts too quickly. The Bible says Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and found favor with God and with man. I, I honestly believe that at every point in time you should have at least one book you are reading. I'm serious. That you place such a premium on what God is doing in your life, the hand of God over your life, that you are constantly learning. Jesus says, they said Jesus was found in the midst of his teachers. May I suggest that? And you know me, I love social media. Ah, I love, I, I do. I'm in stealth mode normally, but, you know. But Instagram is not your teacher. It can be, but it's not your teacher. There's a battle there. Twitter, definitely not. <laughs> they be wild. But when is the last time you sat, how many books have you read this year, sir? How, how, many, how many times have you... Some of you haven't picked a book since you graduated. Some of you have graduated now. You've burnt all your books. In fact, you left them in the hostel. Nobody. You're not going home with the books. But yet God is preparing us as we learn. So Jesus, the Son of God, sits in the midst of teachers. The Bible says, See thou a man diligent in his work. But that is a key, that diligence is not just about hard work. It's the ability to produce. I think it was last Sunday. I wasn't preaching, but I'd had a word in my heart. The word was skillfulness. And I, and, I, and I sensed it was for today, so I put it down. That it was as if God was calling us as a generation. That in different phases, in different places, that we would gather knowledge... Not opinions, not views, not excitement, not entertainment, not because those things are bad of themselves, but that for the journey that is ahead of you. I was, I was at a meeting, um, might have been during the week, and the gentleman used to run a government parastatal, a refinery in Nigeria. And he said to us, he said, look, after the training we got over and over and over again, he said at a point, if I looked at the if I looked at the flare, the, the flames coming out of a refinery, the color, it says because of the education, we could tell what was happening inside. Where, has, where have you, with God, learned something that no one else knows? Let me tap the person next to you. You have my permission. Tell them you have to learn. You've got to learn. You've got to learn. You've got to learn. Because God is taking someone here far. Yeah. And you have to learn before the exam. Because when the exam shows up and you haven't learned, what happens? You resort to cheating, let's call it what it is, spying other people's work, intercession, 
put in memory verses, scripture verses at the corner of your exam script. LifePoint logo, in case the guy is a LifePoint member. You have to learn before. Uh, um, Holy Spirit, help me. What, one of the things that you have to learn, and, and I'm, I'm going to go through this very quickly, is manners and courtesy. And, and this is important. We live, our generation, and I take liberty to add all of us together, don't worry. Our generation is an informal one. <laughs> um, yet, this is how it came to me, that there's, the way God organizes life and purpose is that someone will take you to the king. Let me explain what I mean. That there will be doorkeepers in life. There will be gatekeepers, Mordecai and Esther. When David goes to the battlefield, he says some things. The Bible says, and the words that David spoke were heard, and they reported them to Saul. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, that one day Saul is having a problem. Somebody says concerning David, I know someone who can solve this. Daniel, the Bible says it got to a time the king is having an issue and somebody says, I know someone. Joseph is in prison. He has interpreted dreams for the butler and for the kings, uh, for the other guy who is the wine taster, I think. And it is one of them who says, I know someone. However, how we treat our gatekeepers matters in time. I'm coming. Because when we meet the gatekeepers for different seasons and phases of life and purpose, they are not always wearing signboards. So the Bible will say in Hebrews chapter, uh, in, in Hebrews, he says in 13, I think, he says, he says, look, he says, be careful. Hebrews 13, 2 and 3. Do not forget to entertain strangers. He says, because by doing this, some people have unknowingly entertained angels. So one of the things that you have to learn is manners. It's courtesy. Have you not read in the Bible that some people were a bottle of water away from destiny? Jesus shows up at the well, Samaria. Asks the woman, give me water to drink. A conversation that changes her life happens. Abraham's servant shows up Give me water. Marriage. The prophet shows up. Would you give me something to drink and eat? All they asked you for was your Instagram handle. That, you what? Do we look like we're on the same level? You turn to your friends. Can you believe this insult? Gatekeeper. You can give him the handle and block him later. But God will have us learn how to treat even people we do not think are worthy in the, in, in, the, in the short term. Let me give you an example. The first time I met my pastor was in 20, 2004. 2005. I had no um, no inkling about anything called life point. As in zero. In fact, there was nothing called the Elevation Church. My pastor was still a pastor, an associate pastor at Daystar Christian Center. So he had come to name Sosa. Sosa is my first son. And how we cultivated that relationship was what simply led to the day Pastor Godman is you know, going to start a new church. He says, Oh, Idris, would you consider coming along? You're not going to come along. And, you know, we prayed about it. And, and even then, I promise you, I had no clue I was going to be a pastor. And when we, you know, we did, we came And then, even then, I had no clue that one day life point will be born. I had no clue. And so I wonder what God is encoded in the relationships next to you at the moment. I wonder what God has kept packaged in, in the 
in the relationship you have with a guy you sit next to at work, you know the one you are always ignoring. I mean, and the truth is that not everybody is easy to manage. Help me tell the person next to you, you have to treat me better. You have to treat me better. You have to treat me better. You have to. It is someone who takes you to the king. So there is skillfulness. There is also relationships. There's the magic of words like please, thank you. PI says in church, say hi to the person next to you. Mm. Say I love you, God forbid. But because it says, it says in Hebrews, it says by so doing. So it means that people have met angels before. And because they don't talk to strangers, the angels have gone. I didn't want to say husband, but <laughs> no, I didn't want to say that. I didn't want to say that. That would be putting pressure <laughs> where pressure is not necessary. Help me tell the person next to you, tell them prepare, tell them prepare, tell them prepare, tell them prepare. Tell them prepare. One area in which, and I'm going somewhere, we're going to pray. I'm very conscious about praying today. And God, that God will have us prepare is our love walk. I sense that God will have us get our love walk to a place that it can handle what is coming. Let me give you an example. You see how we send messages to our public officers in Nigeria on the internet? That's what happens. Anybody who becomes famous, there are people who will not like you. And you have to be ready for that. You have to, for, so there's God walking in your life. That guy that broke up with you, part of it was just training. And you think God is interested in your romantic life. It's not romance. It's that he sees that in 10 years, you're going to be in the board, sitting in the board, a big board of a conglomerate. And that you have to be ready to deal with betrayals at the boardroom level. But yet, oh, you're there, Kelvin. <laughs> this Kelvin boy, he doesn't know me oh. He doesn't know me. I can pray. <laughs> oh, my God is a consuming fire. Ah. But God is training you for a conglomerate. You are stalking Kelvin online. You've created five other Instagram accounts. You're sending him silly messages. Your love work cannot yet handle it. Some of you think your mother is a witch. You will meet real witches in this life with certificate and diploma. People will belong to you. I'm serious. Oh, no, but you think, oh, because people will tell you that they've gone into offices before and seen charms. So this one that you're saying, oh, you didn't like my picture on Instagram. We're no longer BFFs. Ah, when the real witches show up. <laughs> but God has to I, I feel there is a preparation that you cannot, you cannot be carrying malice for three months because I forgot your birthday. You can't. No, no, you can't. Because there are people who would sign contracts with you and then go and sign with a competitor and you have to be ready to deal with that. You have, to be you have to be ready as a pastor at some point to deal with the guy who gets up and says, this church is no good and write an article. What will you do that day? Joseph, his brothers sell him and yet he's sent by God to deliver those same people. If you and I be Joseph, those brothers are dead. <laughs> on a, no, but not even on arrival. No, on arrival is quick. They will torture them first. If I, you will say, I want you to understand what I went through. So first, I will put you in a pit, 30 days. Then you will be sold as a slave, 60 days. Then prison, 100 days. But somewhere within his heart, I, I can't understand it. Joseph found the ability to look at the same people that had hurt him. And said, God sent me here because of you. So you're still writing epistles on the internet. Ah, people are evil. 
da 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 Tell the person next to you, grow some love, grow some love, grow some love, grow some love, grow some love. You must learn how to forgive before you have the power to revenge without consequence. Because right now, if you do the things you want to do, there are consequences. But you'll get to a stage in life soon where you can afford to do some other things and nobody can call you to question. But would you let the Holy Spirit walk in your heart, walk in your life? Would you let the Holy Spirit even now teach you how to deal with opposition? <sighs> I'm going to move to the very end because I think this is what was important. I believe that one of the most important preparations we can make for our purpose is prayer. And I'll tell you why. Because prophecy requires prayer to manifest. Jesus, the Bible would say he would often withdraw into the wilderness and pray. Again and again and again. You will read through. So you will read Nehemiah, for example, 1 and verse 4. He says, So it was when I heard this words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So that as God will have us prepare in learning, in skill, in manners, in courtesy, in our love walk, that prayer is non-negotiable. One of the things I treasure most in my life is abilities and the times when I can retreat into prayer. Seasons of prayer. So you live a lifestyle of prayer, but that you would also find times, a whole weekend, a vigil. And don't tell me you cannot do night vigil. It's December already. Some of us are going to be up till 3 a.m. watching one guy take off his shirt and sing songs that we have on the iPod already. No, no, can't you pay? 20K, 30K, offering 1K. If you can go for a show till 2 a.m., you can do vigil. Gather seven of your friends together. Tell them our destiny is bigger than this. Let us come together. Kunle, come. John, you join on Zoom. You say you can't, your parents won't let you out. Gather together, yeah? preferably same gender. Right? No, no, it's all right. <laughs> if I say P, I say I should gather three girls in my house at night. <laughs> That's not a vigil. <laughs> but gather people together and let us pray. So you pray, pray, then you say, follow me. Are you still there? Follow me, follow me, wake up. You wake up. You pray over your lives. Pray in the spirit for 30 minutes. Pray for one hour. If you don't know all the prayer, take a, a journal that has prayer points. Say the prayer points out. It doesn't have to be articulate. You don't have to sound like Rolly when you pray or Chinaya yet. Say it slowly. Father, we thank you for our life. Lord, help. Because I know in my life that the things which I walk in today were prepared in prayer years ago. I cannot, I can't lie to you guys. I know hours spent <laughs> in what used to be called the sports complex in the University of Benin. What, that's what we used to do in our schools. In our sport, in the, you people go to yours to smoke weed and all that, but sorry, that's the truth. But that's what we used to do. But it is those seasons of prayer. And so one of the things I'm very mindful of is I said to myself, Idris, are you praying for the coming seasons of your life? Am I praying about the next five years? Have I, have I prayed parts open? Have I prayed parts open? I remember praying, prayer meetings held at all sorts of places. That is why we would say as a church, oh, we're going to fast and pray for 40 days. I say, ah, what is it? It's not a competition. We're living under grace. Please. It is because we are living under grace that we can spend time in prayer. The Bible says we can come boldly before the throne of grace. 
I remember one night in prayer at 500 LT in the University of Benin. And at the end of that prayer meeting, the one guy looks at me and says, X and Y and Z. I can tell you the details. And I know for a fact that I'm living in the midst of that prophecy and that word. Time spent. So prayer should be on your timetable. Because what you pray is more important than what you post. Yeah. Stop worrying. Leave your Instagram handle alone for a little bit. Tell them I'm on break. Merry Christmas in advance. And spend just... And I'm serious. Okay, so I have a friend who her Saturday mornings are for prayer. So me, I don't call her on Saturday morning. I know when we were in school, then one of my pastors would say, I spend time every... It's Saturday morning. And he would pray for the future. Put it on a calendar. I want to marry. I want to marry. I want to marry. Spend one hour a week praying. Not, not a, it's, and that's the thing. Why are, we, why are we behaving like people who don't have access to God? And this is where it gets interesting. Because prayer helps us and prepares us for obedience. Prayer prepares us for obedience. One instruction from God is more important than all the plans you can make. One instruction from God is more important than all the plans you can make. I read this scripture and I pull this together. Matthew 26 and verse 39. Jesus, the garden of Gethsemane, before he goes to the cross, the Bible says he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. One of the biggest prayers we can pray is God, not my will, but your will be done. People say to you, oh, your passion, your passion, your passion is important. And I have no doubt that God will ignite different passions in our lives. And if we're true to ourselves, our passions change sometimes. So, because Jesus was not passionate about the cross. You think Jesus just said, oh, so we wear the cross as convenient now, you know, as jewelry and all that. But Jesus, was, when Jesus saw the cross, sometimes he would have a small, ah. And I'm not joking because there, he's having a conversation with God and he's crying. A grown-up man is crying. God, I don't want to go. God will not... I, please, oh, so we, we understand this and so it can, it's on record as somebody told you. God will not always send you where you want to go. That is the truth. God will not always send you. I want to go to London. I think, yeah, I want to go to London. I say it, boy, because that place, when I go there, everything aligns. My accent, their food, the, everything. I just feel like I'm part of the way they greet me. Ah, oh, no, Jewish, you see me in London. You would think I was born there. <laughs> Everything aligns. So I know that there's a calling. But will you guys let me be great yet? No. <laughs> but praying prayers and holding me here. But don't worry. But I want to go to London. But then there's my wife, then there's all the children. I don't know. <laughs> but because I'm very, oh, I'm very British. Uh, just wake up having tea, you know, that's little tea with those things. That not, oh, that's me. But here we are. <laughs> here we are with your traffic and all that. Lord, let your will be done. <laughs> well, you see my heart. Because <laughs> sometimes passion is fueled by a desire for significance. Sometimes passion is fueled by a desire for pleasure. Sometimes it is self-defense. Jesus says to his disciples in Luke chapter 9, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That I believe is one of the biggest preparations we can make. It is that simple prayer. Lord, not my will, but yours be done. That is a big prayer, guys. You should pray for everything else you pray for. But as you pray for that prayer, you know, you're, 
You essentially are giving God again charge over your life. I love the song because you remind us of that. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock. The day I taught out of that a couple of weeks ago, I said, some of us have left Jesus, we've let him in to the house, but there are specific rooms that we have told him you can't enter. This is my career. <laughs> the last person I, I followed you is now in my degree preaching. <laughs> Shell. Lord, you know what Shell is? I don't know if there was Shell in your time, Jesus, but Shell is an oil company, Lord. The pay is good. IOC. Oil. Is there oil in Jerusalem, Jesus? No. That's why you don't understand. <laughs> And I don't think, Lord, you've also considered how much tight I will pay out of my salary. The upfront alone, Lord. Because what it is, is that God is nudging you in your heart and he's saying to you, there's a career in music. I know, Lord, no. <laughs> I've been there before. I tried it. I, I put uh, dreadlocks on my head like Angelo. I did one EP. Well, nobody listened. Nobody, even my father, <laughs> even my parents told me that, that I had no future in music. So Lord, I've left it alone. But every day you go to work, you're writing new songs. God, I believe that God is looking for people who will trust him with their lives. That whether it is a call to go to a different location, that you would go. That whether it's a call to do something, build an ark, stay somewhere. The Bible says of Jesus that he will not judge by the hearing of the ears or by the sight of the eyes. I believe that every Christian in their lifetime should make at least one decision that people around them cannot understand. I believe that. They won't be able to understand it yet, but in time, they will, oh my goodness. And I will set aside my ambitions and wants for God's will. The cross wasn't Jesus' passion. Paul wasn't passionate about being beaten. I think that, honestly, guys, was the message I had in my heart. That prayer, not my will. And that's a, that's a tough one because we teach people to defend their choice. We teach people to defend their right to choose. And yet we say, God, have your way. Those things are easy to sing on Sunday, I promise you. I went in a group of 500 people, they smoke, they follow them and sing it. Not my will. Everybody will sing it. Monday morning, when you're by yourself. And God shows up and says, Joe, what did you say again about my will? He says, um, Lord, well, uh, Lord, I'm happy to look at your will. <laughs> I, I, <clears throat> why does God show up in the fire? Because he's been trying to get our attention. He knows that Moses is reeling from failure. Follow me, we can come. Let's sing something. Oh yeah, we need to go quick. He knows that Moses is reeling from failure. And so he's on exile. Some people are on exile. You're on exile from, you, from what you sense God is calling you to do. And, and that's okay. And so he sets up a fire. But would you listen to his will for your life? This is not a, for me, this is not a good message. This is a prayer. This is me also. This is my, this is where I am. This is me saying, God, every day, every single day. If you leave me, I have ambitions. I have plans. Those ambitions and plans include lots of lawn tennis and golf. And a lot of quiet. But yet the boldness to say, Lord, not my will, 
but yours. Tell the person next to you, tell them you're going far, you're going real far, you're going far, you're going real far. Tell them, but, but you have to find God's will. You have to find God's will. Yeah, you have to find God's will. And so sometimes, that finding God's will is just a prayer. Just a prayer. Just five minutes praying in the Spirit over your life. Some, as we pray that prayer today, some of you are going to wake up in the morning tomorrow absolutely no desire to talk to that guy anymore. You're living already? Let's pray together. Some of you are going to wake up in the morning and something you wrote down in year three, it will jump out. It will, be a, it will, it will have a dream tonight. God will remind you I told you you were going to own a petrol station. I told you you were going to go into that sector. I told you you were going to be a teacher. I told you you were going to be a preacher. Some of you here will remind you that I called you here, says, but the scale of what you are doing does not correspond with what I have in heaven. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. Good works that God had prepared has nothing to do with your level of education or where you were born says to Jeremiah, says, before you were born, I knew you. Says, While you were in your mother's womb. Let's pray tonight. Or this morning, let's pray. Let's pray. Pray about five minutes. Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. I want everyone praying. It doesn't matter whether you're working, you're serving in the course of the service. I really want us praying. I really want us praying. We're saying, God, I know you've reserved a good thing for me. Paul says that I may apprehend that cause for which Christ apprehended me. Lord, I, I thank you because you are at work in my life. I want to be conscious about what you're doing. I want to learn. I want to sit like Jesus in the midst of my teachers, asking questions, understanding new things. I want to grow skills. I want to learn how to speak to people, how to, how to have manners and courtesy how to manage strangers, how to speak to the gatekeepers and the doorkeepers. Lord, teach me. Lord, teach me. Someone else is saying, Father, my love work expanded. Let me be able to love Lord God like you would love. Let me be able to love the unlovable. Let me become incapable of holding malice and grudge and envy and strife. Lord, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord help me and someone is saying Father Lord I'm praying let me pray I'll ask you to pray trust in God I'll ask you to pray trust in God I don't know who you are but what God has called over your life it's bigger than anything your parents could ever say it's bigger than what your friends could ever design it's bigger than what your boss could speak about even the prophet only saw a part but there is a sensing on your inside that there is more than this. There's a sensing on your inside that you are born of God. That even in the backside of the desert, you're looking after sheep, you're an exile, you killed someone, you did something wrong. But God is setting up a fire. 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 He says, I know you are in pain, Moses. You used to be a prince. Now you are a shepherd. He says, but I have plans for you. I have plans for you. May someone raise a prayer this morning and say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Let's join Jesus as he stands in Gethsemane and says that prayer. Let's say that prayer this morning. Let's say, Lord, Lord, this thing I do, I do by faith. I do not understand everything yet. But Lord, not my will, but yours be done. Come on, church. I encourage you to say that prayer because the output of that prayer is bigger and better and more beautiful than anything you and I could ever design with our hands. Lord, not my will, but yours. Not my will. Not my will. I know I want to go abroad, but Lord, not my will, but yours. I know I don't want to go abroad, but Lord, not my will, but yours. I know I want to stay here. I want to do this. I want to say that. I want to become this. But Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus. Not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, but yours be done. Not the will of a man over my life. Not the will of people over my life. Not the will of popular culture. 
but Lord, your will be done. Your will be done. Your will be done. Ah, one more minute. One more minute. I, I, I feel a divine conversation happening. I feel a quick conversation happening this morning. Like God is, is painting pictures. He's the, he's the potter guy. That he's here. He's here. He's here. He's painting pictures. He's resurrecting memories. He's inspiring new thoughts. He, he's, he's blowing away the cobwebs. He's taking away distractions. The Bible says the path of a righteous man is, is ordered by God. And the steps of the righteous man are ordered by God. Not my will, but yours be done, my father. The cross before me. But I've done so well in three and a half years, Jesus could say. He says, I know there is a bit of pain before me. He says, but Lord, not my will. 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 Not my will, but yours be done. We pray in the spirit for one minute, guys. I pray in the spirit. The potter is here. The architect is here. The captain is here. The instructor is here. God is here. I give you permission to interfere with my plans. I give you permission to, to set aside my ambitions. Because Lord, I plan with how I can think, how I can see. But Lord God Almighty, you are eternal, you are loving, you are kind. Hey, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.